Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Why doesn't everyone just simply automatically become a believer? I mean, we know how good it is. Why isn't it like a no-brainer, we would say here? Why isn't it just automatic? Well, because there's an enemy that is called the great deceiver in our world. Notice the way Paul writes it. 2 Corinthians 4.4 The God of this age, Satan, has blinded the minds of unbelievers. If you're a Christ follower, you know what a difference having God in your life has made to you. So how come everybody that has the gospel presented to them doesn't become a believer? After all, it seems to make so much sense to do so. Well, Pastor Mark will be explaining that in today's teaching, you'll hear the reason that you need to continue to share about Jesus with your friends and family. Pastor Mark will be explaining about this along with other expectations God has for the Christ follower you'll learn about more things that God wants you to be doing. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Matthew chapter 22 with his continuing series called The Five C's. You see, we share the same Savior. We share the same guide for life. We share the same love for God. We share the same desire to worship Him. We all share the same struggles. We just sang it. God is a very present help in time of trouble. We share the same victories. We share the same job of living for him, maturing for him, becoming the person he's designed us to make. We share the same joy of communicating the gospel to others and seeing people come to Christ as they do at our services. And perhaps the most powerful witness to the world is exactly that word, together. Jesus himself said, the world will know that the Father and I are real by the love that you have for one another. See, connected and doing life together is simply infectious. It's a unity. People outside of the church, the body of believers, are doing life with lots of people, but they're alone. Because the very basic relationship that brings us into fellowship with the living God is salvation. They don't know it yet. So they're doing life alone. We're not. Now they have friends helping them, but their friends are lost as well. If somebody is following somebody in the dark, guess what? They both fall into the ditch. 
See, we have the advantage. When people see that there's celebration, there's joy, there's this connecting together, it's a powerful witness to a world that wants to be loved. They want to know how to do life right. Now, the Bible is well aware of our weaknesses, your weaknesses, same as mine. Look at Hebrews 3.12. Notice what it says. See to it, brothers, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. Now, why would the writer of Hebrews write such a verse? That's pretty much like a negative verse. Well, he wrote it because it's a warning. He wrote it because he was seeing it in the Hebrews in those days. See, here believers are warned about a heart that turns away from following God. The goal is for no one to fall away and head off their own way, to be prodigal sons and daughters. Now, you and I know enough that this happens not like this. This happens over time. People just get out of the habit of that togetherness in all those areas I just talked to you about. And there's no one there to kind of correct them, to encourage them, to bring them back. You can just stop for a moment and think of people that used to worship with you, used to be in a small group with you. And I guarantee you, if you've been a Christian a long time, at least four or five years, you can think of a couple or an individual or a face or name comes to you right now. They're no longer in church. Now, how did that happen? Well, it isn't that the church failed. It's the enemy got them what? Unconnected. Separated. And before long, what happens? A hard heart. A heart that isn't open. Now, the solution to that problem is given to us in the very next verse. Look at it, Hebrews three thirteen. But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that, notice the goal, none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. That word encourage is an interesting word in the original language. To urge, to exhort, to confront, whoa. Well, Ephesians 4.15 says what? Speak the truth in love. Remember, we talked about people that are condemning, legalistic. No, that's not what this is talking about. Everyone here loves to be encouraged. So that word means to urge, to exhort, to comfort, to come alongside, to spur into action. Notice, being connected helps us to be real. It helps us to be authentic. And because of both of those, I'm going to get loving. Sometimes I'm going to get a little encouragement in the behind. Boop! A little kick. It's going to move me back in line that all of us need. And because of that, I'm going to end up growing spiritually instead of falling away. See, I want to be loved. I want to be part of a body. I want to belong. I don't want to be separated. But the enemy knows how to separate us. And he'll do that, as I said, through hurt feelings, through discouragement, through misunderstandings, unforgiveness, all kinds of things. So as you're listening, get connected, be connected. 
Linda and I do that. I'm connected to the elders every other week. That's my small group. I'm connected to the pastors. We're connected with lots of friends and neighbors. Because you want to be connected. We're connected in many ways. Get yourself connected. You say, well, Pastor Mark, I'm not really sure that's for me. Guaranteed, it's for you. Whatever part of the world, get connected, stay connected together. Not long ago, there was an amazing article in one of our cities. The article was on the front page. And it was a picture of a full-grown woman who had her ear on the chest of a full-grown man. It was an interesting picture because here's this woman with her her ear on the heart of a full-grown man. And there was no really explanation or caption on it until you got farther down, and this is what it said. The man had received a heart transplant from that woman's younger son who had died in an accident. What was she doing? She was listening to the heartbeat of her son. That's amazing, isn't it? Let me ask you, when Jesus was here on the earth, if you could have put a stethoscope to his heart, what would the heartbeat be of Jesus? Luke 19.10, For the Son of Man came to seek and save that which is lost. That is still the heartbeat of Jesus today. That is still the mission of the church. That is still the mission of every single Christ follower. To go to the lost and share the good news with them. So that introduces us to the fourth core commandment that we have. Communicate the good news to everyone, everywhere. That's really why we're doing this teaching. Because around the world, people are listening to this particular teaching. Pastors are listening. And they're understanding, again, the very same principle we're talking about. Now, why do we seem to have to continue to share the good news to everyone everywhere? Why doesn't everyone just simply automatically become a believer? I mean, we know how good it is. Why isn't it like a no-brainer, we would say here? Why isn't it just automatic? Well, because there's an enemy that is called the great deceiver in our world. Notice the way Paul writes it. 2 Corinthians 4.4 4. The God of this age, Satan, has blinded the minds of unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel. So as we learn from 1 John, they remain in the darkness. Why? Because they're blinded to the light. They cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So people are blinded by Satan to the truth. And thus, in their life, they remain empty and lonely and guilty and simply afraid to die. They are perishing, but they don't know it. They're confused, but they don't know the solution. Our goal 
as followers of Christ is to go and present the gospel. We, we obviously can't open their eyes, but God does. It's a supernatural thing. The, the enemy supernaturally has blinded them. Oh, they can see perfectly fine, but spiritually they cannot see. So God is the one, but he does that because we teach the word of God. We share the word of God with people. Now, just before Jesus went back to heaven, he gave us two commands, which are still applicable today, and two promises. Turn in your Bibles to Matthew 28, if you would, Matthew 28. And if you are taking notes, you can write this. This first commandment is this. It's called simply the Great Commission. Go, command number one, go and make disciples of all nations. Now notice, it's not make converts. Convert is the first step. It's an event, the event of salvation. Then they become a disciple of Christ, a lifelong learner under discipline. They begin to learn. Remember, they ask in the town, are any great people born here? No, just babies. We all grow to become great because we become disciples of Christ. So, Jesus then, let's read this. Look at the promise. I, Jesus, will be with you until, until the end. So the command, go and make disciples. Notice of all nations. As I'm teaching, where is this teaching going to be listened to? Nations all over the world. Well, that's what we're doing. The command It's not my teaching, but Jesus and the Holy Spirit are taking the Word of God and making it powerful. Now, Matthew 28, look down to verse 18. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So that authority has been delegated to you and I because Jesus is at the right end of the Father interceding for us. Then he says this to his disciples, Therefore go... And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything. Now, in the original language, the word is everything. What do you think everything means? Very good. In the English language, the word is everything. What do you think everything means? Everything. So it's not too difficult. It means all. It means all that I've commanded you. And by the way, here's the promise. And while you're obeying me, you're not going to do it alone. I am with you always to the very end of the age. What happens at the end of the age? We're in heaven. He'll be with us for eternity. Now, that's the Great Commission. It goes way beyond evangelism. As I said, it's not enough just to make converts. Every convert is a baby Christian that must be taught to know and obey the Word of God. That's the process we're in. Every church has that responsibility. So God's goal is for each convert to become a disciple. And we do that basically through the systematic teaching of the Word of God so people will obey it. Now, the main verb in that command is to make disciples. Of all the verbs you see, it's to make disciples. But notice the first verb go. I want you to understand this. If we are going to communicate the good news to everyone everywhere, we must simply go. 
Notice the alls in these verses. All power, all authority. Nothing can defeat the power of God. All nations. God can change any person in any nation. Doesn't matter the language and circumstances. All commandments. The power of the word of God. All the word of God. Paul would say to Timothy, Timothy, teach the word of God. All the days, Jesus is with us every day with his power as we go and share. Now, the world needed to know about God and his plan of salvation. But Jesus proved to his disciples they couldn't go without something else. Here's command number two. Turn to Acts chapter 1-8. You know it well. Notice the command Jesus is going to give us. Before you go out, you must wait to be empowered. Acts 1.8. And the promise then follows that. The command and then the promise. You will be empowered to change your world. Look at Acts 1.8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses. You will not witness. A lot of people say, well, I'm going to go witnessing. That's okay. But really, we are the witness. That's our lifestyle. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. This is known as the great empowerment. We have the great commission, but to fulfill it, we have to be empowered. What Jesus was saying to his disciples is this, before you go... You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, just like I was before I started ministry. So to effectively communicate the good news, there's a lot of things that I need to do in my life. I need to understand Scripture. I need, as Peter says, to be able to give an answer to anyone asks me for the hope that I have in a common sense way, using my own terms, and of course in using Scripture. But more than that, notice, to be effectively communicate the good news, we must be filled with God's power. Now, we know God kept those promises. As the disciples obeyed these two commands, God indeed kept his two promises. In fact, on the day of Pentecost, the New Testament church was born. For the next 30 years, those 120 people, as it began to grow, they turned their world upside down within 30 years. In spite of intense spiritual warfare, persecution, the power of God always defeats the power of Satan. Now, I want to speak to you about a couple principles as we go through. John 4, 34 and 35. Jesus says this. My food, what gets me going spiritually, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say, some of you, four months more and then the harvest? Jesus says, no, 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 no. I tell you. Open your eyes, look at the fields, they are ripe for harvest. When? Now. First thing I want you to write is this, open your eyes. See, sometimes they say, Pastor Mark, I'm going to wait until a certain time, whatever. Look, open your eyes. There's lost people everywhere. Everywhere. That's what Jesus was saying. Spiritual work takes a priority. Remember, God, people, in the use of our time. People were dying and are dying without salvation. 
in every single country in the world. Open your eyes. Number two, Matthew 9, 36. When he saw the crowds, notice now Jesus is our role model. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. What's Jesus saying? Number two, open your heart. It's not just some kind of a mental exercise. People, well, Jesus loved people. He saw their need. He met them where they lived. He walked into their towns. He was always in the marketplace. He knew they were searching. The devastating effects of sin in their lives. Jesus was known for his compassion. We saw that with the woman caught in the very act of adultery. The only one that had compassion was Jesus. No condemnation, but restoration. Now, the verse I just gave you a moment ago, 1 Peter 3.15, look at it. Always be prepared to give an answer to anyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Somebody says to you, well, why do you think you're going to go to heaven? Good people go to heaven, right? You say, well, no, most people believe that, but good people don't go to heaven. Only forgiven people go to heaven. Well, can you show me that? Absolutely. Easy to walk down those scriptures. But do this, notice, with gentleness and respect. The lost don't understand the Bible. How many of you here remember a day that really if someone said to you to turn to Second Peter chapter 3, you'd have been clueless. Let me see your hand. Come on right now. I won't ask how many you're still clueless tonight. I'm just asking if you were clueless. Have we all been there? Yes, we have. So you don't want somebody making fun of you because we all have to learn somewhere. How many remember when you started to learn to drive? Your parent loved you, but they really didn't want to be in the car with you. Amen? So we, we have to have compassion. So this verse simply says this. Not only are we to open our eyes, not only are we to open our heart, but number three, we have to learn to open our mouth. Not with condemnation, not with sin sniffing, but with compassion. Thinking, this used to be me. God, give me the ability to tell them how my life has changed. Remember, Paul said it like this, I'm not ashamed of the gospel in Romans 1.16 because it's the power of God for salvation for everyone who believes, first for the Jew, and then for the Gentile. Commit, connect, celebrate, and communicate the good news to everyone, everywhere. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark continued teaching about the importance of community. He reminded you that the Bible talks about the people who call themselves followers of Christ. Well, they're part of what's called the body of Christ. You learn that this organism is supposed to show the world the reality of Jesus' love for the world by loving each other as they do life together. We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. 
You'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the Ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will wrap up his teaching, The Five C's. You'll be talking about Jesus' great commission and what your place is in carrying out Jesus' command to his disciples. You'll learn what the great empowerment is and why you need to have this happen in your life. You'll be challenged to look at the loss the same way that Jesus does. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in. And may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. In a hurry